0: This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Well, hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platforms Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research, and my guest today is Ravi Savadem, uh from Azure Clean Rooms On Demand, and he's just hosted a roundtable discussion uh, over lunch at day one of the Biomanufacturing World Summit. Ravi, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Jeff, it's a pleasure being here. So the roundtable discussion uh, was entitled Accelerating Development Timelines and Reducing Risk with Flexible GXP Solutions. Why did you pick that topic for this conference? Sure,
1: you know, over the last five to six years we've been seeing a trend which is all revolving around the ability to make clinical products. And the uh, issue is capacity as well as capability. When I say capacity, it's the physical space, the infrastructure, all the different quality management systems, and everything that you need to be FDA compliant or EMA compliant. Um, you know that has seen a huge bottleneck recently. You know the traditional approaches of solving that capacity conundrum is twofold. One, you build your own infrastructure, which takes a, a lot of time and expertise, and and capital, of course. The other option is to basically. Uh, buy, meaning you go ahead and provide your intellectual property to a third party and buy the products at the back end, if you will, right? So CDMO, CMO model. Now both of those traditional models have time as a major uh, hurdle, right? If you go build your own facility, it takes 18, 24 months. It also takes a lot of learning and a lot of failures in the process. Um, Similarly, if you go to a CMO or CDMO, again, the good ones do have a waiting list, again, maybe 12, 18 months. So for a client that has a molecule that's waiting to get to the clinic sooner than those timelines, that's where we come in and say, don't go to those either traditional options. Come to our facility where we provide the clean rooms, but we also wrap around uh, all the services that you need to be able to make the product much, much faster than the traditional approaches. So long story short, we're trying to sell time back to our clients, basically.
0: These lunch and learn roundtable discussions, I think, are one of the most interesting things we do because it's literally people saying at lunch, I want to have a conversation with people about this topic. The people who joined your lunch, were they coming because they had these capacity issues? What sort of motivated them to sit down with you?
1: Yeah, I think the, the term flexible GXP solutions really you know, uh, you know, captured the audience that was at that table. Uh, we went around talking about some issues that uh, the industry is seeing, so it was great to see some perspective from various types of companies, right? the startups, but also we had some major players uh, at the lunch table that brought in a different perspective as to
0: what they are seeing as challenges. Now, of course, it's a, an intimate conversation, and there's only a few people around a table. For those who weren't able to uh, attend this particular lunch, what were some of the key takeaways?
1: Yeah, one of the biggest issues was the capital expenditure up front that takes... Uh, uh, you know, it, it takes time, which is a big issue, but the money involved in building a facility is quite daunting for some of these startups, especially because it's early phase. You don't know if your molecule is really going to progress to the next phase, so it's, it becomes a huge roadblock in terms of being able to say, look, I, I'm going to you know, plop X million dollars in this facility this early on in, the, in my product life cycle. So that was one that was clearly identified. The other one was just the uh, issue with personnel. There's a huge uh, need for qualified individuals in the industry, which is becoming a, a pain point. And then the lead times for materials, that's also something that came up quite a bit. You know, disposable bags, tubings, connectors, you know, pre-made buffers, things like that. Raw materials that go into the manufacturing process. So because of COVID, you know, the supply chain has become a huge bottleneck. So those were some of the themes that we heard at the, at the lunch uh, roundtable
0: today. And of course, clean rooms on demand, that's not all your organization does.
1: That is correct. There's there's several more service areas within Azure Group, including labs, which provide testing services to the biopharma industry. We have training centers that provide customized training curriculum, both electronic and hands-on training. Uh, We have calibration services that we provide, equipment uh, qualification services. And last but not least, consulting, which happens to be the biggest part of our revenue still because that's the oldest service that we provide uh, so we provide things like, uh, you know, program management, project management, setting up GMP systems from ground up, uh, regulatory submissions, auditing and things like that. So it really fits in well with uh, clean rooms on demand because a lot of the uh, clients that come for clean rooms also have the need for all of these services because that's the first time they're entering into the
0: GMP realm. Now you mentioned a little bit at the top how Azure is working with the industry to help address some of these topics. Can I ask, what does getting started look like for, for one of these smaller players who, as you say, you know, they don't have a ton of money, they've got a product that they think is going to work. You are really sort of a, an opportunity for them to get started with the facilities they need without having to build them. What does that getting the ball rolling process look like?
1: So for the, for the companies that are planning ahead of time, it's a much easier conversation. If that, that's when we can really lay down the GMP readiness from today to whenever they need to get to, say, clinical phase one. So for those sort of uh, companies that come to us, it's a upfront conversation looking at what they have in place versus what we are able to offer. And then it's a conversation as to what they're able to actually bring in-house versus what they can continue to rely on us for. So that process takes about one to three months. So this model really works well for people who are planning ahead of time. Now, the name Clean Rooms on Demand, you know, sounds like we have clean rooms waiting at all times and anybody can come and demand a clean room. That's not the case. Uh, I mean, it is a... A service that is provided to companies that are, are planning, you know, three to six months ahead of time. In that respect, it's on demand, but it's not a it's not a hotel where you just check in and check out. Uh, there is a significant amount of planning uh, that's done up front, whether it be the materials that's coming in, the waste that's being generated by them, the equipment that's coming in that needs to be monitored. So there's a significant amount of back and forth that happens, uh, you know, one to three months.
0: I want to expand a little bit because, as you say, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, upfront work that needs to be done. When we're not talking about the small companies, when we're talking about larger companies that are feeling that capacity pinch, can they, how do they leverage your abilities and what are the timelines for that?
1: Absolutely. So uh, I'll give you a great example. Uh, Moderna Therapeutics uh, came to our facility in Burlington in June, May and June of this year. The facility was still being built and they saw the value proposition to be so appealing, they actually took 75% of our facility. So 15 out of the 20 clean rooms in our Burlington facility in Massachusetts is currently occupied by Moderna and they're starting to make GMP material as we speak. So that's an example where it's not a small player anymore, it's a much bigger company, but this capacity crunch, especially because of the you know, pandemic, they decided to basically have an insurance policy of having this excess capacity. Well, it's not really excess, but overflow capacity compared to what they have in house so that they can actually go ahead and put more molecules into the clinic, right? Not just the COVID vaccine, but other mRNA-based vaccines potentially as well.
0: You know, that's, that's a great example and obviously very timely. Uh, Moderna is actually uh, speaking at this event, um, but I'm sure you're not just working with uh, vaccine makers or, or even biopharmaceutical companies. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Azure's customer base?
1: Sure. So the clean rooms on demand business, which is relatively new, focuses on early phase clinical trial manufacturing companies specifically. And uh, cell and gene therapy happens to be a large part of our uh, client base. And the reason it works well, because the, the batches are small volume, they're mostly reliant on, disposable technologies, single-use technologies, which really works well in the, in the spaces that we have created. But then it also works for med device companies, compounding pharmacies, combination products, you know, raw materials manufacturers that are feeding into the cell and gene therapy industry, for example, uh, microbiome. So we have uh, examples of uh, clients that span all of those examples that I gave you. Um, so right now, we do happen to have cell and gene therapy as our main focus just because there's so much need there. And the need is further compounded by the lack of expertise in those third parties, right? So, so again, going back to those two traditional models, if you're really going to a third party to, you know, get your product manufactured, you need them to have the expertise. That expertise really doesn't exist because this is all novel therapeutics, right? So that's where... Businesses such as ours really are a game changer for these innovators, right? Without us, they'd still be standing in line. They'd still be trying to do a tech transfer or still be spending a lot of money to build that facility that may be underutilized in this early phases of clinical manufacturing. So, you know, the vision of the business is really to accelerate critical therapies, right? And the way we do that is by saying, look, you can... Go stand in line, uh, you know, either at a design build firm or, or looking at a lease and then eventually going building that infrastructure that may be highly underutilized in an early phase clinic. Or you can, you know, not worry about all those spend and time upfront and come to us while you're still considering those options. So a lot of clients use our, our facilities as bridge facilities while they are figuring out their long-term plan as well.
0: So I want to talk about the partnership aspect of this, because you're right to say a lot of this is novel. Your, your clients may not have a ton of experience at what you do. They're relying on you. This isn't a, a turnkey situation where, you, as you say, it's not a hotel. You're not handing them a key. What does the actual day-to-day partnership of making this work look like?
1: Absolutely. So the, the ideal client that we have or, or the typical client that we have are really good at their science, but they've not really delved into the FDA regulations or anything that's required for GMP manufacturing. A lot of our clients are doing it for the first time. So for them, it is... A lot of them don't know what they don't know, right? So so our motto is you stick to the science, we stick to the compliance, right? So, so that they can really focus on what they're good at rather than worrying about, you know, pest control or environmental monitoring, which we can provide for them, right? So no matter how you look at it, it's a time play, right? So by us providing those services, our clients don't have to go hire those people, you know, don't have to develop those quality management systems. So all that results in time-saving, you know? So that's, I guess... That's the punchline of the business is, you know, if you want to get to the clinic faster, this is the way to go rather than the traditional options.
0: You know, I know there are businesses that are looking for this solution right now. Um, A lot of them have executives in the room behind us. Uh, Having watched this, having listened to this, what is the best way for them to get in touch and have a conversation with you?
1: I think our website, azure.com, is a great place to go. It has not only description of all of our services, but also the key contacts there. I'm also very active on LinkedIn if somebody wants to reach out to me directly. Um, So yeah, those are the two best ways.
0: Well, I I always encourage people, whenever there's an opportunity to connect on LinkedIn, I think it's such a powerful personal and professional development tool. And what an opportunity to actually speak with uh, the thought leader and the expert in the field. So Ravi, thank you for that invitation and and thank you for your time today.
1: Absolutely, Jeff, it has been a pleasure
0: and uh, looking forward to many more such events. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.